Hello, this is episode 229 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha Riley. This podcast is on rereading books. I swear Dinky Dog has developed a sixth sense of when I need to record a podcast. And he starts to shout his fluffy little head off. So I'm recording this at sunrise. It's easier to do sunrise in the spring, even though it's like really foggy out. It's not sort of like bleak darkness. I always find there's a stretch in the days at this time of the year, like where you can work earlier and later. So this is a podcast I've been thinking about for a while, and then there's a sort of a a Facebook conversation where someone sort of suggested that there's too many new books to read to reread old ones. And I think there's benefits to both. It's interesting, I start all my sessions particularly with adults, and Even with older teens, we've always used childhood as an anchor to be able to do tasks. And there's a few different reasons for that. Being taken back to your childhood is proven to naturally make you more creative, more open to thinking of creative ideas and creative ways of approaching a task. And in terms of helping people to be able to do things maybe that they have a lot of trauma associated with, that they've never been able to do the tasks and so on, the more fun you can make them and the more childlike you can make them, you can often stretch people to be able to have a go at doing something that they'd be quite reluctant to do otherwise. And in the same way, I find myself recommending that people read books from their childhood. And obviously, if you have little people in your world to read to, you know, it's an excuse for you to go down memory lane and to start to read a lot of the books that you would have read yourself. But books are terribly forming to us. We, We don't realize that we have certain books anchored in certain times. And it's funny, like, the first book that I ever managed to totally read by myself was The Day of the Jackal by Frederick Forsyth, which is a kind of a strange read. But, you know, when I look at it now, psychologically at the time, I really wanted to be invisible because I was being bullied so much. And so there was a real theme in that book of managing to hide in plain sight and how to do that. And also the, the whole psychology related to it, which, which really drew me in. And I did go back and read it a few years ago, and I was kind of like, I, I saw that about it, which, you know, when I was reading it at the time, I didn't really know what the draw was in the book. But reading it retrospectively and thinking about how school was for me at 15 and 16 when I first read that book, I was kind of like, no wonder this appealed, you know, how to go down the corridor and not be seen, basically or how to sit in a classroom and have everyone forget to bully you. So there's there's always books that have a big impact on you, and each person is different. And I think a lot of your favourite books that you're drawn to show you possibly the parts of your own character that you really like and that you really admire in yourself and that you see in others. And so for years, and I still do this, I used to reread a lot of Fanny Flagg books because her characters are some of the most inclusive characters I know. She writes about 
the minority perspective in a way that is very embracing and very realistic. And also there's a sense with her characters that, you know, they're, they're very nice, good people and it kind of sucks to be like that. It's not an easy route. And so at times when I used to feel very dejected at the world for being sort of feeling almost gullible for being me or feeling that a lot of those characteristics were used by people in the wrong way or being criticised or, you know, having people say to you, oh, you're too nice, it's just like, it's like the maximum insult I think you can hear. And so there was a massive draw for me to, to keep rereading her books. But those books that are pivotal to you will be different. And it's about you trawling through memory lane. And you probably read them between maybe this ages of, I would say, 16 and 25. And it's worth picking out one or two and going back and reading them and seeing what was it that I was so drawn to? Why is that a book I remember reading so much? And then there were other books. I, I can never pronounce his name, The Alchemist Dude. And I've actually reread two of his books recently. I've read Breda and I've read The Witch of Portobello. And like that, they are books that you read from a different place at different times. And I suppose what I would say is different levels of awareness within yourself and of your journey. The books of his that I generally recommend to clients are 11 Minutes, Veronica Decides to Die, Breda, The Witch of Portobello, and Elfie, A-L-E-P-H, which is funny because it's a real Marmite book. It's one of those books that gets either a one review or a five-star review. I think I'm always really drawn to what I call Marmite-style books. But those are books that when you reread them, you will definitely reread them from a different place. I think even The Alchemist, I've, I think I've read that three times in my life now. And I've, I've read it each time from a very new place. The only one of his books that I don't like is The Pilgrimage. It's unfortunate because I like the setting and I like the theory behind the book. But there's an exercise in it, actually, which has been taken by a lot of self-development people. And I don't even know that they realise where it's taken from. I can't remember the exact manifestation of it in the book. But ultimately, the character is encouraged by his guide to self-harm himself for a number of days in order to break a habit. And I've seen various iterations of this where people have maybe put an elastic band on their wrist and kept using it to even stop themselves from doing something such as swearing and so on. And I just can't condone it. I, I don't think that self-harm should ever be used as a tool to break habits. So it's probably the only book of his that I, I have massive criticisms of. And it's funny how that part has manifested in all sorts of people's work. And as I said, I'm not sure where they actually realised it was originated from. Because when I read that book a number of years ago, I was like, oh, that's where that's from. And it's really horrible. Other books that I, I've, I've read and I think are very different, and again, will be a lot of my sort of client recommendations. There's a French writer, again, I can't pronounce her name, so I'll put it in the description. And she's written a, a not very many books, but they're all very impactful. And there's one book in particular called Hunting and Gathering that was made into a French film 
my French pronunciation is not very good. I think it's called an Ensemble Estude. It has an Audrey tattoo in it. And it's an amazing book. Um, but there's a number of others that she's written. I read a book called Billy a few years ago as well. And again, there's a huge depth in them to see yourself and to see yourself changing. I reread Alice Walker books. And again, there's something different each time. I can see myself rereading more Zora Neale Hurston for the same reason. And Lorraine Hansberry plays as well have the same impact on me. And I've listened to Toni Morrison's Beloved again in sections and I see new themes. And again, I think with a bit of distance, I will reread that book. And that's actually really pointed out to me as well as with The Alchemist did recently because I've listened to his books rather than read them this time. And there's a big difference in your focus between listening to books and reading them and for what stands out for you. And with Beloved, because it was a very difficult read and I struggled to get into it and to be able to read it, it was kind of beyond my literacy levels. I started to listen to it on audio, but then I would go back and reread those chapters, and I'm really glad I did that, because it, it, it has a very different impact between listening and reading to it. I reread A Wrinkle in Time recently. I think that that's one this really stood the test of time, and again, it shifts. And I think in a current context, when you feel like there's such a battle between light and dark taking place on the planet at the moment, it's an excellent book to read, and it's an excellent book to introduce children to those concepts as well. I think poetry books tend to change quite dramatically, and they tend to have new depths, new meanings, new lines, new words, new, new ideas that stand out to you in each rereading. I think it's very difficult to read a piece of poetry and take everything out of it in the first sitting. And unfortunately, I think all of the books that we read in school and do for school are destroyed for us irreparably for life. I nearly hope that some books don't ever end up on the school list because I don't want them to be destroyed in that way. But I think it's incredibly difficult to go back to anything that you did for school and really take the meanings and the enjoyment from it to unpackage it from those times and those experiences. I'll finish up with this. It's funny, people always accuse me of changing the words when they reread my books, but I very seldom have. There's a sense for me that I tend to agonise over the words and the formings and the ideas quite a lot. I'm not someone who writes a, scribbles down a book and then goes back and does all the editing on it afterwards. I tend to do both of those processes together. When someone gets some words to read, they've probably gone through at least sort of five iterations. And that doesn't mean that occasionally I don't go back and change things, but it's usually something that I've had an inkling or an irk about for a while. And I don't feel like I have enough knowledge formed on it, or I feel that in current context I may change my opinions. Like, for instance... I have a lot of difficulty with the concept of marching for rights, but I've had to reflect in the last two years in particular that marching for rights is very different outside of Ireland 
it is a very different connotation and a very different purpose to the one that I see within an Irish context and Irish politics, for example. And recently I also went back and changed two words in a particular passage for a particular reason. So it's unusual for me to go back and edit things, but there is a sense from all of my readers, like even from my mother, she's like, well, you, you changed it a lot. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, and I haven't changed it at all. So there's just a sense that people read things from very new places when they read them again. Maybe sometimes the first time they read them, there's quite a lot of unraveling that takes place. And so they don't focus on the words so much. And I think in what I've written recently, there's quite a poetic element to it as well. So I think it's something that you read slower for that reason to take in. But there's also an aspect in using poetry that you can get away with a little bit more. You can be a little bit more blunt in what you say. Because people are sort of thinking, is she talking to me or is she talking about them? And But you're still managing to get down the really barbing aspects of the truths on the page, maybe in a, in a way that, that shifts terrain slightly so that you're not automatically making it personal and that you actually keep reading. And I'm always very amused by people who say to me, oh, I'll just go back and reread it again. And as if, you know, they'll just whiz through it. And they say to me, I can't do that. I've started to, to think about this and that and the other. It's not possible to do that. I meant my books to be like working with me. And if I'm honest, almost three years on, I'm actually quite shocked that I managed to pull off that feat. So there's a huge amount packaged in rereading books for yourself. It's not just about going back to memory lane. It's about going back to why those books were pivotal and what was in within yourself. And sometimes, over time, you'll actually have diluted and lost aspects of what that is. And it's always good to remind yourself.